Yo, what's up, my good people? It's your boy Tom Swoop, and this is First Off in My Opinion Podcast, broadcasting from the heart of my basement, the heart, if you will. How y'all feeling tonight? Yo, we're gonna tackle some of the craziness that's going on in America right now, tonight. Um, my well, your badass kids need a daddy. We're going to cover that tonight on First Off, in my opinion. First off, I want to let everybody know I am thankful for you guys tuning in. Um, if you're watching on Facebook, please hit the share button. Share it to um, a group or a page that you might have or whatever. Um, we're just trying to grow this thing week by week. And for all my people who are listening or watching on YouTube, hey, subscribe, thumbs up bell notifications all that jazz i really appreciate everybody we've been growing on youtube steadily 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 i think we're over 500 subscribers on youtube and hey it may not seem a lot to some people but it's a lot to me so i appreciate it so man we're gonna get into this topic today because this is this is one that i feel like everybody's dealing with um in some form or fashion um dating being single dating with kids so um jump in the comments let me know how you feel about some things i'm gonna pull up some of my notes for tonight and we're gonna get it popping uh like i said um if you guys if okay i do want to cover one thing i'm gonna go ahead and cut the music off real quick because i need to cover this okay so for one i really appreciate everybody who tunes into the shows and um, leaves comments. I prefer comments to stay in the comment section. I get a ton of inboxes. When I tell you I get a ton of inboxes, I get a ton of inboxes and I know it's unfair for me to not be able to respond to everybody, but a lot of the stuff that you're looking for a response for, it's easier to do during the show. So if you're listening or if you're tuning in, or even if you watched it before, leave it in the comments and on YouTube or whatever, I'll see it. And it's easier for me to respond that way or somebody from my team to respond that way. So once again, let's chill with the inboxes to Tom. <laughs> let's let's leave everything in the comments um if it's something like if you want um you know some personal one-on-one -on -one time or something like that you know feel free to reach out to me at first off in my opinion at gmail um and like some of my people who um watch who are learning to put together want to learn how to put together a show like this or a podcast anybody will tell you i'll give you this information there's nothing you hit my you bang my line just you know keep that i try to keep my inbox free for people like that um but if you need any assistance you know with developing your own show or podcast please don't hesitate to reach out to me i'm a resource i believe in helping other people um accomplish their goals and or dreams um it doesn't stop me from what i'm doing so like I said, um, but all of the show related inboxes, just leave it in the comments and we cover it that way. Boom. Not that difficult, right? Great. All right. Once again, um, if you're trying to save money, um, I got a link for acorns in the description. Um, they'll give you, I believe, uh, a few hundred dollars. They'll give me a few hundred dollars. Let's do it together. You know what I'm saying? That's what we need to do. So, um, and then also, uh, trading, if you want to trade currency or trade, um, like learn how to buy any of this cryptocurrency. It's a link in the description for that as well. They'll give you fifty dollars. Give me fifty bucks. Let's do it. Boom! It's great. Everybody wins. Awesome. So, dating with children. Let me pull up 
this little thing right here. I, I was when I, you know, I do research for these shows. I just don't, you know, pull it out my ass and just start talking crazy, even though it sounds like it. I actually do some research. And so this is one of the, it's a few of things that I pulled up today. Um, hold on. So let me pull this down. Cause I can't see it. Uh, in 2020, there were about 15.31 million children living with a single mother in the United States and about 3.27 million children living with a single father. I was surprised at that one. That's a lot of single dads, ladies. That's a lot of single dads. You guys need to come home. Uh, single motherhood has grown so common in America that today 80% of single parent families are headed by single mothers. Nearly a third live in poverty. And, you know, that's that's a whole nother discussion. When it comes to single parent statistics by race, the U.S. Census data shows that predominant ethnicity of single parents, mothers, excuse me, single parent mothers and fathers is white, non-Hispanic. This is followed by African-American single mothers and then Hispanic single mothers. The rate of unmarried white females having babies has nearly tripled between 1980 and 2016, rising from 10% to 30%. According to U.S., excuse me, according to uh, Child Trends, a nonprofit research organization. Um, how do y'all feel about that? How do, how do you feel about that? Just, just we're going to keep going. We're going to keep going. But it's a lot. So just let's unpack that for a minute. For one, you know, of course, the public agenda is always towards us. People of color. This is our problem. I keep trying to tell people black people only live in major metropolitan areas. There's plenty of these red states we don't even live in. So it's like we're not leading the state of Montana in single mothers because there's like four black people there. So, you know, we we are only in city areas, but the the narrative is that we're everywhere and we're we're single and we're we're draining the economy when you look at their data and their data will tell you that hey, it's not them, it's them. So for all of you guys who um, thought that, but so I've broken this show down into three areas and I'm, I'm going to tackle them one by one. When you're dating with children, now I've, I've done this and it is a very interesting and complex thing, but sometimes it can be really simple. It all depends on who you're dealing with for one. Hold on one second. Um, let me turn that down. So let's, let's just unpack it first. If you're a single mom or a single dad and you're dating and you're, you're, you have a child, I think the first thing you have to do, period, you have to ascertain what is it that you're looking for? Uh, you have to do a self check on yourself before you even choose to get before you even choose to get out here and do dating period. You need to do a self check, a self assessment. What is it that I want from this process? You have to look at your daily schedule. What do I have going on this week? What do I have going on this month? How much time do I have to allocate to getting to know someone? Is getting to know someone really my main objective? 
what is my end goal? What it, what am I really trying to do? Am I really trying to get in a relationship? Or am I just merely looking for momentary companionship? Am I looking for somebody to hang out with when I don't got my kids? Um, Cause see a relationship angle would be, I'm looking for somebody, you know, to eventually be a part of my family. Whereas, and I get it. You're like, well, I want to find somebody I can hang out with, but I kind of feel like if you don't know if that's your goal at the end, it's kind of hard to start things. And that's where I feel like we get, we, we get off to the wrong, we get off on the wrong foot as far as dating with children. And when I get into companionship, I feel like it's being frowned upon because everybody goes into it using the word relationship when sometimes it's really just companionship. And sometimes it's companionship with benefits. And you got to be, you got to be honest with yourself. You got to say, okay, according to my schedule and according to, according to my life, I don't have time for this. You know what I'm saying? I just don't. I mean, I really just need somebody. I want to go to the movies. I maybe want to grab something to eat. And maybe I just want my guts rearranged every once in a while. I mean, you got to be honest with yourself. If, if you're honest, it, it makes it a lot easier for all parties involved. And I feel like the honest thing would be harsh to most ears. But in reality... That's where all the conversations and, and not going in the same, not being on the same page. That's where it comes from. It's because we're, we're not being honest during the process. You have to tell somebody, Hey, this is what I really want. This is all I have time for. I know I'm probably going to say a lot of stuff, but my actions are going to say this, <laughs> but that's just what it is. That's just what it is. And until we get to a point where we, we actually can have these healthy conversations about the process, which is dating with children, you know, I've, I've talked to women who, who feel like I don't want to introduce my child to somebody until I know it's real. And my question and or problem with that statement is when you, who are you dating for? Are you dating for yourself or are you dating to get a father for your family? Because sometimes those are totally two different things. You might link with a person and have all kinds of chemistry and sexual energy and everything's going great, but he's a terrible father. So your personal attachment to him was to his detriment because he's not a great dad. So he will never be a great father for your family. So what did you really do? You see what I'm saying here? This is why I said the self check, the self assessment of what your end goal is so important. You have to ascertain like, is this, what, what do I really want at the end of all of this? Do I want to be a wife? Do I want to just be a girlfriend? Do I just want a companion? Do I just, you know, do I just want friends with benefits? Do I just, you know, want some sex? You have to be able to figure that out. You know, wanting a healthy sex partner should not be frowned upon as much as it is. And I feel like a lot of women, if that's what they really wanted, 
it would end up making them in a, putting them in a more healthier situation. Cut all that BS out. That's just me. You know, I ain't Dr. Phil or nothing. So, and then, okay. So the second part of this would be, um, how do I even meet a good person? Look, (laughs) how do I even meet a good person? This is so deep because meeting a good person sometimes has nothing to do with about, you know, the relationship aspect of it. When I talk to people, I talk to men and women, you know, across the country. And sometimes they talk about these toxic people that they're connected to fans, friends, family, coworkers, and they just want good people surrounding them. And I, and it always brings me to this, this fact like that you got to learn how to find and know what good people are. And that, that's a huge thing. And it sounds very simple. It sounds very simple. Like when I, when I say it out of my mouth, you have to know and recognize who and what is a good person. If I was to tell you that a lot of people struggle with this, because what we identify sometimes as a good person is that absolute reverse. And once you really can say, okay, I know how to find good people. I know the difference between a toxic person, a bad person, a ruthless person, and a good person. Someone who's good has good intentions, not saying they're perfect or rainbows shoot out. They ass. they just have good intentions whether they're in your life or not in your life, they have nothing to do with you because they're a good person. Like being around you doesn't bring out goodness. They're good before you came into the picture. They had good character before you came in the picture. They had good integrity before you came in the picture. You don't make them a good person. They were a good person before you. That's how you tell if a person is a good person, period. Friend, relationship, coworker, whatever. Good people are just good. You have nothing to do with it, people. Bad people are just bad. You have nothing to do with it, people. You have to be able to recognize that. Hold on one second. <laughs> you, you also have to be accountable and responsible for your decision-making in the past and in the future. And currently you have to be responsible. If, if you're saying, Tom, I want to meet a good person and I'm talking to you and I'm like, Betty Smith, listen here. Um, you've picked bad people consistently for the last 15 years. Let's take you out of the decision-making period. Cause you don't know what a good person is. You have to try new things. You have to get out of your own way because you pick bad people. Let's let you pick bad people. And then we just use that to isolate bad people. You pick somebody, we go in the other way. You got to be responsible for that. And you got to be realistic. If you historically pick bad people, you, you need somebody else helping you pick. Sometimes you need a second set of eyes because you're not doing a good job at, at this particular task. And 
let's just be honest. Some people are attracted to toxic, bad people. And it's not something I think they do on purpose. I think it's something they do subconsciously that it's just, it's, it's, they're unaware of the fact they keep doing this. And this is where the self-check, the self-assessment, all of that stuff comes into play. You have to be aware. You have to know you've made mistakes in this area because you going out and doing this over again and it blows up in your face. Isn't the part It's at this point, it's not the toxic person. It's, it's the fact you keep picking that toxic person, you know, same situation, different body. And you keep doing it over and over again. So being accountable, are you open to new methods? Are you stuck on a physical type? Is the type of person that you're attracted to your downfall? Ask yourself that question. Seriously, is the person that you're attracted to when you, when you really sit down and write pros and cons or whatever kind of list you got is the person that you're attracted to the person that stimulates you sexually, mentally, all of that stuff. Is that a toxic person? Is it? You have to ask yourself this. Look at the last three people you picked. How are they similar? How are they different? How did they stimulate you? How did you become aroused around them? How did they treat you? How did you feel? Self-assessment. We have to start doing the work. If you listened to the show last week and we had Dr. L on here, and that's one of the things she kept saying, you have to be willing to do the work. You have to be willing to stare in the mirror, look at the reflection of you and determine what you want to do about you. This has nothing to do with somebody else. This has everything to do with you and your end goal for this particular section of your life. Being open to new methods. I notice a lot of people who they're stuck in a routine. And if that person doesn't like make a bold splash or, I mean, literally be walked down the pearly gates with, you know, Jesus in one hand, roses in the other and a, a T-bone steak. It's like good people don't make any impression. We have to stop being lazy about this process. And I've said this a couple shows ago. We have to stop being lazy in every other aspect of what we do as, as far as obtaining goals. Let's say if my weight loss goal is to lose 40 pounds, I'm going to go to the gym. I'm going to eat right. I'm a, you know what I'm saying? I'm a, I'm going to try to stay away from bad things. I'm not going to eat ice cream at 3 AM. Like I know those things to do. And I'm going to try and I'm going to put forth time, effort, and energy into those things to correct these behaviors. But when we go looking for the ultimate prize, the ultimate prize, my mate, my person I'm going to be with forever, my king, my queen, all of this stuff, we get lazy and we get picky. 
We get lazy and we get picky. I'm going to say it one more time. We get lazy and we get picky. And I think a lot of that has to do with us not really knowing what we want, us not knowing what we are attracted to, us not knowing what's good for us, us not putting forth the time, effort, and energy into surrounding ourselves with good people. I had talked to a girl. She lived, I, now I'm, I'm about, for people lifting, living, you know, listening, sorry, in other cities, I'm about 25 to 30 minutes outside of Cleveland. And this particular girl, young lady, woman, um, she said, I remember we were talking on the phone, had a great conversation. It was cool. And I was like, yeah, I live in so-and-so. And she was like, oh, yeah, I stay in Cleveland. And um, I was like, and she was like, oh, that's really far. And I was like, that's like, you know, 25 minutes. And she was like, well, I can't do a long-distance relationship. I'm busy. And I was like, a long-distance relationship? And and at that point in the conversation, I could have made an argument. I could have said all this other stuff. But I, I could hear that if this thing isn't as easy as possible, I'm out. And for me, if you not, if you can't go through any adversity or put forth any real effort, I, that's not somebody you want to deal with. So no matter how she looked, no matter how good our conversation was, our end goal was not the same. Our effort was not the same. Our path to being together was not the same. And so she had to go her route. I had to go mine. And I knew that early. People tell you everything you need to know. You just got to listen and you got to listen to understand. You got to listen to comprehend. You can't listen to respond. And that's what I would have been doing. If I would have just gave her a rebuttal to her thing, I would have been listening to respond. I would have heard what she said and responded. I would have put, you know how, you know how you just try to win arguments sometimes when you really don't need to win this argument, you need to take an L. <laughs> that's what I would have been doing. And so I stopped, I stopped myself. I corrected myself and I, and I fixed myself. Self-assessment. Meeting somebody, meeting somebody and hold on. I got a couple comments. My fault. I, I, let me go to the comments. I ain't really see them. I just looked down. Hold on. Courtney bags, everyone. <laughs> My homie. Sometimes you got to listen to what they don't say to that. That's perfect. That's good. That is good. They'll t listen. People will tell you everything you need to hear. The problem is in our heads, we visualize and we go off of this potential or whatever you want to call it. We, we focus on something down the road, whether it's she's sexy, she got a fat ass. I'm trying to hit or, you know, she could cook. Oh my gosh, I can't wait for her to cook for me or anything. We visual, we bypass things because we visualize these images of 
further down the road instead of dealing with a person right then and there in the moment. We have to stop that. We have to listen to people say when they, when you're those first couple conversations that you have with a person that you've met over the phone. I mean, you met online or whatever, or you met them wherever. Those are very important conversations. You need to listen. Like what type of conversation do they have or lack thereof? Who are they? Who are they? Not, not who they're presenting to you to be. Who are they really? You can tell like when a person gets really comfortable talking, that's really who they are. Now, if they struggle with talking or, or something like that, you can hear hesitation. That's because it's a new, it's probably a new conversation, but when they get to like, and you know, I don't like this and then when I, you know, that's who they are. Cause that's rolling off the tongue. That's freestyling. Ask any rapper. You can freestyle about anything, you know, well, but if I just start throwing out topics, I'll be like rap about elephants and giraffes. And you don't know what the, that's foreign. But when they start telling you, when they start getting that, that, that getting that flow where they start telling you everything they don't want and they last relationship and that nigga was crazy. And this, this, that's who they are. Yep. That's who they are. So what'd she say? Shantae said, not true. Okay. That, I mean, you, I'm not perfect. You don't got to agree with me. I'm just telling you that's, that's who it is. Who when, I'm telling you when people get for me, it's like when people can just go into a whole rant about something that's not manufactured, that's something organically coming out of their mouth. Hold on. Let me see. Let me put it up on the screen. Let me see. Cause it's, it'd be little. I'd be having to, I'd have to squint and stuff. Some people are super good at covert manipulation by conversation are amazing wordsmith. This I agree. I totally agree. Every, but everybody's not like that though. Everybody's not like that. So you're right. There's some people who get on the phone, they slicker, you know what I'm saying? Than a, 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 a pimp on in Harlem, but everybody's not like that. It's just you, even a, a even a bad liar can get exposed. I can honestly say like from everybody, from people I talk to and, you know, in doing this show and interviewing people, it's, I don't feel like everybody's bad. I just feel like everybody has the wrong goal with the particular person that they're talking to. And I feel like sometimes sex plays a big role in that. Like I'm really just here to smash. And then uh, I hear a lot of women always say, well, if you hear just to smash, just say that then. But, but that's not what they want to hear. I can't tell you the actual truth of why I'm here because you're, the words are frowned upon, but you're putting enough effort in here to get smashed and I'm trying to smash. So therefore we should smash and then move forward because that's the only effort we put in on both parts. People who want a relationship put forth effort relationship. You can tell it's different. It's a whole different vibe. The care and, and understanding that they put forth in conversations has nothing to do with sex. The things they ask you about have nothing to do with that. A person who's really trying to develop something that's going to be their conversation. 
a person who's really just trying to, yeah. Yes, Smashbox vibes. Literally, they give it off. You can you can tell. And then the, th- the thing is, don't don't get it confused. Some people want to be tricked. Some people want to be lied to. They want to believe. They want to believe because they're lonely. And I've said this before. We need to quit frowning upon people who say that they're lonely. If you're lonely, that's a realistic state of mind. That's a real state. Don't hide that because if you're lonely, you're going to make bad decisions. If you hide the fact that you're lonely, you got to be accountable for that self-assessment. If you need companionship, you don't necessarily need it from a man that you're physical with. You just need good people. Stop confusing the two. Introducing your children. At what point do you introduce your children to somebody you've determined to be a good person? Is your goal, what is your goal? Once you know that your goal and that person's goal is the same. You have to incorporate your children in it because your children are a part of you. And so it's at that person's disadvantage to not know that side of you or be able to develop with you about that side if you don't incorporate them. It's unrealistic. It's unrealistic to put a person in a situation where they have now built feelings and care for you, love you, And you're holding off this whole portion of you because of whatever reason you have to incorporate your kids. And I'm not saying overnight. I mean, it's crazy because you got some people who just, Hey, these, my kids, this little Lee Rofo and this is little Lanatica and this is little the Christianio day one. Day one, meet all my kids. That's my mom, my uncle day one. Then you got people who will refuse to, you know, let you meet their kids. I just feel like when the time's right and it's a healthy situation, yes, you have to incorporate your kids into the process because the that is a big part of you. That's a big part of you as a parent. If I don't get to see you as a parent, I'm you gotta think. If I'm if I'm trying to have kids eventually, or maybe not have kids or whatever. I need to see what type of mom you are. I need to see how you operate through adversity with children. I need to see if you're a loving and caring person. Can you, are you a nurturer? Are you a bad mom? I don't want to be with no girl who look good and she a bad mom. That's terrible. Same thing with a guy. I mean, y'all need to really, it's amazing to me. It is absolutely amazing how many women will see a nigga be a bad father and be in a relationship with him. How, how sway, how he don't take care of his kids. He treat them bad. He, whatever. He ain't talked to him in 30 years, but then y'all be like, yeah, 
we together and we gonna start a family. Sis, really? Listen, uh, let me put this. I just saw this comment. My son told me not to introduce him to anyone until I, I know it's solid. Listen, that was me. That was me as a kid. My mom used to get on my effing nerves with her and her nickels. She, my mom, I love my mom. Don't get me wrong. But my mom used to put me in some very awkward situations as a child. Very awkward situations. And that's why I, I used to be like, I don't want to meet nobody else. I don't want I don't need no new uncles. I don't need nothing. I mean, I, he can slide me a hundred for school clothes. That's cool. I'll take that. But I don't want to meet him. I don't need to know him. I don't need none of that. That's how I was. But that was based upon my mom. That was, it really had nothing to do with the dude. It was my mom. Let me go to some of these comments. I'm skipping y'all. My fault. My fault. Hold on. It's a lot. Once you get into a relationship status and it looks like the relationship is going somewhere, that's where you feel like, I guess that's where you feel like, you know, you should jump off into it. Um, I agree. I agree. And the thing is, it's not, I, I guess what I'm saying is it's not, you're not introducing them like, Hey, these are going to be your kids next week. No, you're introducing them as first. Hey, this, this is, you know, so-and-so I'm dating. The first thing you can be to a, a person's kids is just a friend. That's the first thing you can always be just a friend. You know, nobody's telling you to go in there. Oh, I mean, I've been put in this situation where I met a girl. She got kids. Oh, he acting up. I need you to come talk to him. Girl, I just met you last week. How the hell do it look like me coming over here to tell your 14-year-old son what to do? How, sis? That don't even sound right. Well, I can't handle him. I can't handle His dad don't do nothing to you. You a good person. I'm like, I'm a good person, and that would be me being a bad person. I don't know him enough to be telling him what to do. Real story. <laughs> Real story. Hold on, let me see. What Miss Shante said. I'm not bringing random Randy home to my kids. Random, random Randy. Listen, I agree. I agree with you. Like nobody wants to bring just some random home. You obviously, if, if that person is special enough to you and you believe they can be a friend to your child, that's when you start incorporating them in. And I'm not saying like, Oh, you know, this, this Mr. Johnson, he going to be over to fix the plumbing. No, have a realistic conversation with your kids. It's 2021. These kids aren't dumb. So if you like, Hey, this is who I'm dating. I think he's special. I want our relationship to go somewhere. I want you to meet him. Have a real conversation. Stop lying to these kids. Stop lying to them. Oh, that's my friend. And then they notice how many friends you got. 
And so they grow up and they think having friends is cool. Have a realistic conversation with your kids. They not dumb. Any kid seven, eight years old, know they ain't your friend. And no, he not fixing your headboard at night. That's your head going against the headboard at night. Stop playing these kids. They not dumb. Trust me. I work at a daycare. They come in there all the time, kids. And then my mom and her friend, they tell all y'all's business. All of it. That's why we look at you crazy at pickup. So. You have to. Have a realistic conversation with your kids. And don't don't get weird. Don't get weird with it. And when I say get weird. I see it all the time. Like, you know how people just move way too fast, like unnormally fast. Just, oh, you met my kids. Oh, she that he watching my kids. No, no, nobody should be watching your kids and y'all just met. Stop that. Once again, I work in childcare. Stop that. Stop leaving your kids with these dudes you just met. Stop it. Same thing with these females too. They didn't got weird too. Stop leaving your kids with people you just met. Violation. I think, like I said, my third point is, you know, like, are you looking when you're doing this dating, are you looking for a father for your family? Or are you just looking for something for yourself? Because that's a versus that will end in destruction if you don't do this right. And when I say that, I see a lot of single moms and single dads who go into it lonely, go into it with a certain level of depression um, and a certain level of sexuality needs. So they end up picking somebody for themselves and turning that person into a father or a mother for their family. And then you understand that that, that skill set is just not something, it's not a label. I can't just slap a label on you and then now you're a father or a mother. Those people are who they are naturally, a nurturer, a facilitator, a supporter, a leader. That's not something you could just slap a label on. We got to be careful. We got to stop doing that. It's crazy. It's crazy to me. And when I look at where we're going just as a people, frustrating, frustrating. Look, I, I'm going to go ahead. If you, got, if you guys got a comment, or whatever, I'm going to go ahead and let you go ahead and get that off right now. So if you got a comment, something you want me to talk about real quick, just go ahead and leave it in the comments. I'm going to scroll through here real quick. It's different for a woman, especially a woman who takes motherhood seriously. Big facts. Big facts. It is. It's different. It's different because... A woman or a man who takes parenting extremely serious, 
it's a balance because it's like, yes, you definitely want to spend your life with somebody. You want to share some experience. You want to travel. You want to do nasty stuff in the bathroom at social aid on wing Wednesday. But at the same time, you got a child at home. You got somebody watching your example. So it's like, if you bring home these little friends every other week and it's every other month, kids watch that. They learn that they mimic that they do it at school. When I tell y'all, I sit there and watch these kids' behaviors, and they mimic their parents. Yeah, and it's it's real. Let me see. Nope, let me see you in a few seasons before I know if I want you to be in my kids' uh, my kids' friend, Rando Rand. I'm a, anytime I see somebody named Randy, he's I'm like Rando. <laughs> I get that. I I totally understand a, a woman's perspective. I do, but it's so. But that perspective is over a whole spectrum because all women don't respond to situations the same. It's the same thing with men. Like all men don't respond to the same situation the same. So you got different decisions, you know, calculating and and being executed differently by different people over a whole country. Like you can put forth the same situation and get like 80 million different results. Like it's some women who feel like it's okay to, you know, Oh, this is my friend this week. Oh, this is my friend this week. Oh, that's, that's cool. There's some people who frown upon that. It's some people who think, oh, I met him. He's safe. I'm bringing him home. And don't, don't get it twisted. Sometimes this stuff work. Sometimes people meet each other, co-mingle, live together for the rest of their lives. It works. But more times than not, it don't. More times than not, it's not a healthy situation. More times than not, it, it explodes right in their face. And I, I, I really feel like it goes back to the beginning, self-assessment, knowing what you want, knowing who you are, knowing what you need. Then, you know, you also got to do this for your, your kids, too. What do your kids need? Do the kids have an absentee father? Do they need a role model? Do they need, you know what I'm saying? You got to ask yourself these questions because the dude that you dating, that you got this potential to be with, if he doesn't have that skill set, don't put him in a bad situation. If he, if he has no like nurturing leadership skills, he just good slanging wood that, I mean, don't make him a father. You're putting him at a bad, you're putting him at a bad situation. Hold on. Put this comment, Courtney. Let me see what you're talking about. Men should do more, improve more if they want to be the man in your life. I'm going off energy. Man, energy is great, but you need to go off receipts. <laughs> you need to you need to do some research. You need to find out if this person is a good person without you in their life. You know, what type of person is he without you even connected to him? His energy could be awesome, but energy is one of those things that can be blended into different things. That could be sexual energy. That can be mental chemistry. You could be a sapiosexual. You could be turned on by the fact that he stimulates your mind, but he could be a terrible leader, a terrible father. So 
You can't just go off energy. You got to check a person's record. Do we got kids? What type of relationship he got with his kids? How what's his relationship with his ex? What's his relationship with his parents? What's his relationship with his coworkers? Now I'm not saying you can run a, a, a Carfax or a whole fax on a person, but at the same time, you just can't go off a person's energy because energy can have you up. If you feel me. I agree. I agree. If it shouldn't matter if the non-custodial parent is absent or not, you still need to choose a good parent figure. And that's where I feel like a lot of people go wrong because they pick people for them and not their family. And so they try to mean, you know, mold the two into each other. And, and that's where it just, sometimes it just explodes. You put a person at a disadvantage because he's trying to get to know you. That's why it's like incorporating kids actually at some point should be earlier because it's like, if you see that he's just, he's not, that's just not something he's trying to do. You can't move forward with this. You can't get more attached. You got to let that person go. You got to let that person find somebody who lines up with him. Cause you a whole mom or you a whole single dad. So that's the rest. That's, that's your life. And you can't get so far down the road with a person and, and it's just not, that part is never going to connect. Yes. Watch somebody in their natural habitat. I love watching people like around in their comfort zone, like around their friends or maybe at their crib chilling or whatever, just to see how they move, just to see what they energy. Like I love like hearing people talk about an adverse situation. Like, Oh, I had a struggle at work. Oh, I had a problem with a family member. Oh, I, I, I listen to those things because that will tell you a lot about how they handle adversity, how they deal with, you know, confusion, drama, all of it. I listen to understand, not to respond. Sometimes when I talk to them about, I will shut up the whole time. I'll be like, mm-hmm, yeah, girl, wow, that's crazy. Mm-hmm. And I'm literally just listening to see what I can find out about that person. Do they talk real bad about people and then be around people smiling in their face? Do they talk about their parents with hate and deceit, you know, all this stuff in, but then do everything their parents say do. They talk about how they can't stand being a mom and, you know, always trying to drop their kids off over, over, other family members house. Listen, watch, see how they move. Do they talk about their ex with no accountability in it? Oh, she did this. She did that. He did this. He did that. He did this. You was with them. You picked them. You stayed with them. You had a role in that. Listen, listen. Do you like watching people around their friends, Tom? Yes, that's a comfort zone. Like when he hanging with the homies or she hanging with her girls, pop in every once in a while. 
See, see how that is. See, see what type of people she surround herself with. See what type of people she call friend. Some people use that word way too loosely. They'd be around a whole bunch of adversaries calling them friends. What? Watch how they use the word friend, loved ones, my girl, my homie, my dude. I do anything for them. That's my squad. Watch how they use those words. Watch that. That will tell you everything. That's my best friend. That's my, I, I see so many grown people talk about that's my best friend. That's my best friend. I, I've known her. Then the first time they go through some adversity, they gone. That was never your best friend. A best friend. You, you don't lose best friends. You fight for best friends. People you cool with. That's what you were, you know, associates associates is quit frowning on that word. That's a real word. And it works. It works for a lot of your relationship dynamics. These are merely associates. People at your job, these are called colleagues. They're not your friends. Stop using the word friend like that. Y'all grown. It's 2021. We got flying cars. Stop it. I'm coming to girls night, Monica. I know what kind of girls you hang around with. The more worldly women. <laughs> them worldly women. So look, in summation for tonight's show, which we're, we're probably going to unpack this again. We're probably going to unpack this again. Cause I feel like it's still more stuff on the table, but I'm gonna let this show roll out. Once again, like I said, at the end of the shows, God puts everything you want right outside of your reach It's up for you to extend and get it. Once again, this is Tom Swoop with first off of my opinion and I'm out.